0: Craft Beer Radio, episode 60, November 16th, 2006.
1: Welcome to Craft Beer Radio, the show dedicated to craft beer and the craft brewing industry i'm greg weiss
0: and this is jeff bear
1: and this week we're doing
0: american sour
1: ale oh, that sounds yes. that sounds interesting But well, before we get into the beers let's go over a slight amount of business uh again we're going to the great american beer fest if we can manage it
0: so anything you can um donate on our website would be appreciated all that money is going right to our beer fest fund right it'll be just like that crappy movie that came out uh we have some recurring exactly like that. Yeah, exactly. Except we're not going to Germany. There's several ways on our website you can send us donations. We have some links for some recurring payments: one in four dollars a month. Well, it's two and
1: four dollars now.
0: Yeah, maybe two and four dollars because PayPal, PayPal the way they do their transaction fees is taking almost half of the one dollar donation. And there's one time donations on there, and you can also purchase last year's anniversary DVD, right. which the link's still up. That's for twenty five dollars. You get the whole first year of. Craft Beer Radio. I think it's on. one
1: through forty-seven.
0: Right? That's probably right.
1: And then there's an extra show on there yeah, as there's well. His
0: secret episode, some extra content, and you can listen to it on your computer with a DVD player. Yeah. Beer Geek Roundtable Number Two. We uh, last week we had scheduled it for November twenty-ninth, and of course the day after I schedule it, I get told that I need to go to Boston for three days for work. Yikes! So we need to push it back a week to December seventh, Pearl Harbor Day. We're going to be doing. Beer Geek round Table number two.
1: I hope December 7th is okay for me, too. I don't know whether... I'm seri- I am seriously don't know whether right. it is. But I'll, hopefully, by the time this goes out, we'll know.
0: Okay. 7th, 6th, somewhere yeah. around there? Or do we have to move it out another week?
1: We may have to move it out another week. All
0: right. Well, <laughs> if it's destined, it'll happen. Also, Craft Beer Radio Blind. This is the uh, show where Greg and I are going to taste the beers blindfolded. So we won't even know what they look like. Uh, they could be beers we've never had. They could be beers we're pretty familiar with and see if we can pick them out. Um, so we don't know what beers are coming. We're going to have Rick Sellers from Pacific Brew News organize the beers. And then my wife's going to be the one actual pouring here. We'll have Rick on Skype and he'll be talking, you know, he'll do the stewardly duties. So if you want to donate a beer, we only need like four or five beers for this thing. If you want to donate a beer to, to Rick or to us, there's a link on our site where you can contact contact Rick. He's going to organize the beers to make sure we don't get duplicates or, right. or just really weird bad beers. Um, it's probably not going to be too many of those unless you try to send us a natty light. <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm, you know, I'm always kind of interested in the gotcha idea.
0: Well, yeah, gotcha could be you know our self-proclaimed favorite beer. See if we really recognize it. Something yeah, like that. That's so. true. That's true. So that's the beer geek roundtable, and that is business. Of course, yeah. you can always send us feedback. To our email address, beer at craftbeerradio.com.
1: You can check out our forums that we have now on the site.
0: Lots of good conversation on there. Yeah.
1: yeah. A lot of great conversation. And we'll get into some of it when we talk about email. And uh, But yeah, check out the forums. There's a lot of good conversation. A lot of interesting stuff going on. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Frapper Map.
0: Yep. All right. Okay, so we're doing some American sour ales today. We're going to start off with uh, a beer from Jolly Pumpkin Brewing Company. Ah, Jolly
1: Pumpkin. This one is La Roja. It is a 7.2% alcohol by volume. What do they call it? Do they call it anything but uh, wild ale? American wild? I don't see. They say they call it an artisan amber brewed in the Flanders tradition. So, okay. Uh, Wow, Jolly Pumpkin is available in a lot of places. Um, yeah,
0: they're pretty widely distributed.
1: Arizona, Florida, Georgia, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, New Jersey, New York, North Carolina, Ohio, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Vermont, Washington, D.C. And let's not forget Wisconsin. Let's see. They say it's got you know unfiltered, unpasteurized, blended from barrels ranging in age from 2 to 10 months. Well, let's talk about what kind of beer this is in general, right? This is these are all takes off of the Flanders Red.
0: Well, not all of them. The the Russian River is left field. The other okay. two I think are pretty close. They're under the American Wild Ale, but I printed up the uh the Flanders Red BJCP guide cuz that's probably the, the one of the closest styles here. So, in the Roma, you're going to get complex
1: ferenius uh, with complementary malt, uh high, high fruitiness reminiscent of black cherries, oranges, plums or red currants. There could be some vanilla and or chocolate notes. Spicy phenols can be present in low amounts for complexity. And you should get a sour, acidic aroma ranging from complementary to intense with no hops. And diastyl should be minor, if if at all.
0: Flavor on this much. thing is intense fruitiness common in, commonly including plum, orange, black cherry, and red currant, just like Greg said previously. Sour, acidic character ranges from complementary to Intense. Rich, sweet flavors range from complimentary to prominent. Generally, as the sour character increases, sweet character blends to more of a background flavor.
1: And vice versa. So you shouldn't get any hops in this either. And it should appear deep red burgundy to reddish brown in color. I'd say this, this is more along the lines of reddish brown. It's got a little bit of a finger, of lacy head.
0: It smells wonderful. It
1: smells, uh... It kind of let's see if I can get this kinda of cidery in a way. Um,
0: yeah, it it it's tart. Um grapefruit but but more acidic, like the, the acidic side of grapefruit, not the like the a hoppy cider grapefruit? You know, we always say hops smell like grapefruit, so maybe grapefruit smells like hops, right?
1: I'm getting almost like, you know, if you would smell an apple cider, but instead of apple, like cherry. A cherry cider sort of uh, aroma. So you get some alcohol in there, you get a tartness, uh, a little bit of sweetness with that. It's just aroma. So you can imagine
0: what this beer tastes like when you give it a shot. Wow. It's... it's The tartness is prominent. hmm Mm. <laughs> I think the tartness and the flavor we're tasting I'm pretty sure that's acetic acid that we're tasting Right As opposed to what we get from lactic acid and some other ones
1: Acetic acid um, you may know as vinegar One of the simplest organic compounds And it's produced by a strain of yeast that's in here Right Brettanomyces, Brettanomyces, yeah this is uh, another strain of yeast that is added.
0: It uh grows naturally in oak casks. Actually, the only place that they found Britannomyces wild in nature, or not necessarily in nature, but in sawmills. They found in England, they found Brettanomyces. That's why the Britain is in the name. In sawmills in England where they were making casks. That's where they found Brett for the first time. Interesting. And uh they probably found it there after they were making wine and beer with it but that's where it was found you know outside of brewing circles and ferment well fermenting circles i guess
1: so it's like a wood associated yeah
0: yeast yep brett works best in oak because it needs to breathe as well so it lives in the wood of the cask and it touches the beer but it also gets air from the backside so it needs some air to to do its thing if you put it like in a glass carboy it doesn't work as well that's why some homebrewers who brew with Brett, they um, they get like these oak like furniture legs, mm. and they stick that in the opening of the carboy, and then the air can come in through the wood, and the Brett lives on the wood on the inside, so it's kind of like a little st- big stopper that sticks down into your beer. Interesting.
1: So it's kind of like a combination anaerobic and aerobic stage.
0: Yeah. The beer is still in a anaerobic environment because it, the air doesn't get the whole way out,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but the Brett somehow... Dances that line where it can get air from the outside and work out the beer from the inside.
1: So I was doing research, and we'll talk about this a little bit later. That anaerobic and aerobic, and the aerobic stage is a lot more energy efficient for yeast, and we get a lot more energy out of it. Okay. And the uh, anaerobic stage, where they're actually doing the fermentation, not a lot of
0: energy. Oh, okay. I didn't know much about the the energy transfer.
1: Well, imagine if you're generating, and we're getting into really technical stuff right now. Right. But if you're generating your atp your energy from uh sugar you're getting two atp and if you're generating from oxygen you're getting 36
0: okay gotcha the in the aerobic stage is the first stage of fermentation where after a brewer makes the beer he injects oxygen or shakes the beer or stirs it to get air in there and the yeast's primary job during the aerobic stage is to multiply so they absorb the oxygen they butt off they split they make more yeast When the oxygen level drops to a certain point, they start working anaerobically, and that's where they start eating sugars and giving off CO2 and alcohol and and doing the actual fermentation part.
1: So we haven't actually talked about the flavors that we're getting here. I mean, we just said tart.
0: I wasn't tasting oak until just now. So when you first started drinking this, the tartness, the sourness in this beer was overpowering. That's all I could taste. I thought it was a little too harsh at first. I love the I love sour beers. We talk about yeah. this a lot. I love them. And the first couple of sips of this one, I thought was overpowering. I'm like, ooh, that's that's really tart and sour. But now I'm getting to a point where I can actually taste oak in it.
1: See, I don't I don't know if I ever felt that way. I mean, I loved it from the beginning. I thought it was actually kind of a mild tartness. You get uh, initially kind of a, a current, a really um, uh, a strong tart current flavor, uh, and that is in the back of your tongue. And you it swirls around. The tartness stays. The current flavor kind of goes away. You get a little bit of alcohol burning in the back, too. I mean, it's 7.2%, but you can really taste that alcohol that's in there.
0: We should say these beers were were never in my fridge. We're drinking them straight out of the cellar.
1: And we're drinking them out of uh, snifter glasses.
0: Right, so I can really catch the aroma. I Also, I was debating whether to use these. I got these Cantillon glasses. They're a little more closed. You really can't get your nose in there, but we might try those for the next one. I haven't used them yet.
1: There's, you know, you're not really detecting hot flavors here. Um, You're just kind of getting almost a a wine-like flavor with a little bit of maltiness there.
0: Are you getting a, I'm getting a really strong oak aroma now. Give it a little swirl and see if you get a bunch of oak. I mean, it's similar to what we were getting in Fred from the wood. I
1: get more alcohol than I get oak. Okay. Mm. It's very tasty, though. Yeah. We might as well go into the subject of why we were talking about this yeast thing. Uh, Tom Schmidlin wrote me about something that I said (laughs) last week, which was, I said, yeast can not eat disaccharides. Uh, That's not true. (laughs) And I should have known that. Yeast can eat disaccharides. In fact, one of the ones that they eat is maltose. I mean... You know, maltose is too glucose. See,
0: if I was paying attention to you last week, <laughs> if I would have caught that, I would have said, that's not right, because I know for certain that maltose is one of the primary sugars yeah. that they eat.
1: Now, uh, sucrose, what we consider table sugar, they can't eat directly. Sucrose is glucose and, sucrose, uh, and, and fructose together. Uh, they have to... Uh, what is it? They produce... Um,
0: an enzyme that splits them. An on.
1: invertase that, that splits it, and then they can chew it. So it's kind of like... I I, I said to Tom that, you know, hey, it's kind of like saying uh, people, you know, we can't eat steak because we have to digest it first. So it's like (laughs) – so it's – yeah, it it was a bad mistake on my part. But let it be said that I did want to get into this. I wanted to say, okay I made a mistake here, but let's examine why. And the more I read about it, (laughs) the more complicated it got. I still want to do a sort of CBR classroom segment about yeast, about the fermentation
0: fermentation process. sciences, huh?
1: But it is an incredibly complex uh, subject. That I really do not have time to delve into this week. I don't know if I'm going to have time to delve into next week either. But at some point in the future, it's going to be a nice big geek out in terms of uh, how fermentation works. Hopefully.
0: And you thought skunking was geeky?
1: <laughs> and Maybe Tom. Here's a little bit from Tom that maybe you can parse through. Uh, This is about yeast breaking stuff down first. It's true they break them down first, but difference is that maltose is internalized as a disaccharide by the MAL family of maltose transporters and then split into the two glucose molecules by some other MAL family members that are maltases. Sucrose is split outside the cell by secreted enzymes in the SUC, the suc family of invertases and then the individual glucose and fructose are brought in so so in trying to keep with your human food analogy maltose is like a fine piece of filet mignon that just melts in your mouth and you swallow sucrose is like beef jerky it needs to be chewed first so there you go thanks tom <laughs> uh, i i mean you're definitely he's definitely got a, a number of uh uh he's uh, going to school for uh, yeah. yeast <laughs> a lot a lot more on the subject and maybe he can help me with with a little bit of uh of putting this thing together sure but wow I, I, there's a lot every every time i think i have my head around it, and i start looking at more information it's like it it gets even bigger and more complex and some of it isn't isn't quite as under as well understood as as we may think from what i've been reading right
0: there there's several things in brewing that are not super well understood um First world harp- hopping is one of those. Some people say they understand how it works. Other people say it's a mystery. Some people say it works. Some people say it doesn't. Um, yeah, a lot of the nuances of fermentation are very complex. Mm-hmm. Some of the chemistry is just crazy. Yeah. I was looking at it too, and it just makes my head hurt.
1: I think I showed you one of those um, Wikipedia things that I was looking "Man, I know." Wiki- and I wasn't just looking at Wikipedia because I know Wikipedia is not the only source, but it, it was a good. It's a good starting point. Yeah, and. Uh, it was about the the glucose transmission from glucose to ATP, and it's, uh, it's <laughs> quite interesting chemical stuff that happens, all these little proteins and stuff like that going on in there.
0: I almost don't want to do email and news. I just want to start keep drinking this beer and talking about this beer because <laughs> we haven't really said much about it. It's just such a complex...
1: It, it is a little bit hard to describe i mean like i say you're getting these um these fruity flavors but it's not a fruity beer it, you're getting uh, a lot of tartness that's um wrapping around all that fruit and that's why it's not like you're not getting the sweetness from the fruit you're just getting some of the some of the flavor from the fruit
0: right
1: uh some of the, i guess the the i guess it would be considered almost like esters from the fruit right um an estery type yeah uh, thing <clears throat>
0: Yeah, it's certainly, you know, tart fruit, that's how it comes across, combining with all the acid in there. I think the oak's pretty strong in this beer. I'm not sure if you have picked it up yet. I'm getting, still getting lots of oak.
1: Maybe a little bit, but it feels like it's behind the alcohol to me.
0: I mean, obviously, I can smell some alcohol too, but man, first aroma is just... It's also uh, giving me a lot of the tummy noise, if you,
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying.
0: Right. Certainly gives you a pucker in the cheeks. So Mm. delicious, delicious pucker. Let's mix things up a little bit. Let's go into what beer am I? Last week's clues: I am an IPA, and that's all you're getting. And the second (laughs) one was: I am named in celebration of a dead rock star's first album. We uh, got a lot of answers. We had one person thought that was an extremely hard question. Yeah. So it just goes to show if you don't like have your head pointed the right way. It Could be really tough, and there was someone who came in with a an alternate answer too. <laughs> the The primary answer is "freak out" from uh, Lagunitas Brewing Company. It's uh, in honor of Frank Zappa. Mm-hmm. And then the secondary answer: someone actually found a beer called "Facelift IPA" from Gardner Arrow House Beers. And um, apparently, the lead singer from Alice in Chains is dead. Uh. So... Fits the clues. It, it fits the clues, it works. <laughs> he couldn't find any we couldn't find any information whether it was actually in honor of Allison Chains, <laughs> but it fits the clues. There was eleven winners. We have uh, David Gorgos from Philadelphia, Tom Schmidlin from Seattle, Andrew Morgan, Jim Z from Connecticut, Bob Deifenbacher
1: from Sudbury or Sudbury, Massachusetts, Scott Watkins from Bonaire, Georgia, Justin from Quincy, Mass.
0: Instead of Justin from Dunlap, as you said last week, (laughs) his last name is Dunlap, so you said Justin from Dunlap.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He is Justin from the Dunlap clan. Uh, Brian Klauser, Chris Norick, Andy Beaton, and Troy C. So, let's uh, pick a winner. What do you say? Let's pick a winner. We have 11 of these winners, and the winner is, according to Jeff's Super Magical Script. Big Bucks, no whammies,
0: stop. Four. One, two, three. Jim Z from Connecticut. Congratulations. You won a pint glass from East End Brewing Company. Buy a good friend a good beer. Mm -hmm. Send us an email with your address, and we will get that pint glass out to you ASAP.
1: Lickety split. This week's clues are, I am an American strong ale, and I am sold in 750 milliliter crowned bottles.
0: I am made by blending two different beers from two different years in different types of bourbon barrels. I am made by a brewery that produced the world's first bourbon barrel aged beer. So if you have a guess on this one, send your guess to wbai at craftbeerradio.com and we will register your entry.
1: Guess a good beer for a good beer glass. (laughs) <laughs> I just noticed We're drinking these in the middle of celebrate
0: glass <laughs> Yes, yes we are I figured why wear out my dogfish head sniffers? Yeah You got a couple of chunks of yeast in the bottom of yours Do I have some in mine? Yep, I do That's okay I can manage yeah, Until the bread starts eating out of the <laughs> stuff in your belly <laughs> be like that uh, Leaf Mints from beer that uh, wreaked havoc on my ice cream.
1: If you're not a fan of sour stuff, I don't think you'd like this. I mean, it, it does take like some getting used to a sour beer like this. It's, it's not
0: um, quite as sour as a Rodenbach for people who've had that right. one. The Grand Cru, at least. But the regular still, Rodenbach, it's very similar, I mean, I It's
1: still got a vinegary flavor to it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's got that in there. And if, you, if that turns you off, if that makes you think, oh, it's gone bad, you're probably not going to like it.
0: I like it. And since it's a big bottle, we got some for the post-show. Alright.
1: Alright, so, our next beer.
0: Ooh, I am excited about this one.
1: This is Sanctification from Russian River. It's a 750
0: milliliter Captain Corked. And, let's see. We need to thank the brewer at Russian River for this one. Vinny gave it to me when I was out there for uh, work. Thanks, Vinny. This was before it was even on the shelves. Whoa. Pulled it out of his private stock.
1: This is... Uh, wow, that's a nice sound. This is from Santa Rosa, California. 50.
0: Oh, it's a, it's a it's really a gusher. That's two weeks in a row we've had a big gusher. <laughs> this one was explosive, though. Uh, this beer. Wow,
1: oh. okay. 6.25% alkali volume. Fermented with 100% bread and the Yeah, there's
0: there's no saccharomyces in here. <laughs> it's all bread. <laughs> Which is funny because... From what I've heard, Brett is really unpredictable uh-huh. in fermenting it, so, uh, you know, you never know what you're going to get, and well.
1: It, you know, it, it's, it doesn't, it's obviously not a Flanders red, I mean, it's good, it's, it's almost pale. In, yeah, in this one is
0: really pale, pale, slightly cloudy, I think Greg's might be a little cloudier than mine. Yeah. Big, foamy, fluffy, pillowy head, and it smells like a lambique.
1: Will I a little bit of uh, of a light malt? Just a bit, but yeah, I mean you're getting a lot of uh, sourness. Yeah.
0: So how's this aroma compare to the last one? Since they're both sour, let's try to figure this out.
1: Well, the last one had some fruity esters in it. It had some. I mean, it wasn't esters because it wasn't from the yeast, but it had some fruity character to it. And this one doesn't really have much fruity character. Like I said, there was a little bit of malt there. Nothing. Nothing else.
0: Whoa. <laughs> yeah. It it tastes like a, a cantillon grand cru. It tastes like a Lambic. It is sour. Or a hoozer or something like that. Yeah.
1: It's um it's not I mean it, it's not what I expected at first, but
0: it's it, it's enjoyable. It, it's effervescent, it's so it's lots of carbonation in this puppy.
1: Very sour, very vinegary. Um I mean it 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 may strike some people as on the order of drinking a shot of vinegar. It's not that powerful, but it has that kind of Effervescent quality, when it gets into your mouth, it kind of spreads out.
0: Very, very tart. Kind of puckers. Oh, yeah,
1: really pucker.
0: And uh, you feel it in your cheeks, on your lips.
1: Middle of your tongue.
0: Right. (laughs) So, I mean, this is like drinking, you know, think of the tartest, like, grapefruit type juice type drink you can get. You know, it kind of comes across like that. Where the last one was more like a, a tart lemonade, this one is like the tartest grapefruit you can find.
1: I'm trying to pick out other flavors in here. Because a lot of what you're getting is, this is tart. <laughs> um, a smooth mouthfeel, actually, with it, which is interesting. And I think that that's kind of necessary because... All you're getting is tart. You're not really getting malt. You're not getting hop, certainly. Um, right. So you got to accentuate the tartness so it does, It's not just tart water.
0: So with this style, if it's you know like a lambic, some of the flavors people say are the the barnyard, the horse blanket. I don't know if I'm really picking up any kind of you know really funky flavors, other than just the, the tart puckering. It's clean. Um, oh, I just I just you know speak speak of the devil. This aroma I just got a little bit of um, Sulfury um, Something that just came across as a little bit of a funk There in the aroma Really? Because um, I'm detecting just a
1: slight amount Of sort of almost peatiness
0: Yeah um, Give it a little swirl Give it the aroma You're going to get something a little more sulfury A little more um, Yeah Oh, what's yeah. the one I'm looking for? Um Acrid.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely. I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh you know, it's not rotten egg sulfury but it's a little um Barnyard sulfury. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yum. Yum yum yum. It's very tasty. The, um, the person who listened, to, listened or wrote in and told us that you know, we weren't going to like the Berliner Vices because they just taste like cowpea, would um, not like this yeah. beer. <laughs> would not like this beer.
1: Speaking of people writing in, uh, Christopher Workman writes in, uh, I'm with you guys about Scheiner which we didn't like <laughs> isn't much of a beer, but it, I'd rather have it than a course. okay, we'll go with you there. That being said, their Schwarz beer called shiner ninety seven is excellent. Give it a try. It could be I mean their Kolsch was yeah,
0: great. we like the Kolsch, so we have it written off the brewery. that's for sure.
1: Oh, uh, Nick wanted to know Nick Blair wanted to know about our podcast or our host our host for um the website and for podcast, so okay. I figured it's a good enough good reason to say thank you to jeremy for hosting
0: oh yeah um yeah i mentioned back to him we don't host at a commercial company um i have a friend who has a co-located racket and isp he's kind enough to let me throw a server in there that's why my downloads are so slow compared to other podcasts they only come in at a slower speed takes you about 15 minutes or 10 minutes to download the show so we don't spike the bandwidth and so the isp doesn't notice how much bandwidth we're using so
1: (laughs) Uh, you know, one of the things we talked about is their forums are taken off. And a lot of oh, really yeah, a lot of
0: conversation stuff. about uh, ales versus lagers. And we got a little bit of conversation of, you know, top fermenting versus bottom fermenting. and But then you got steam beers and koshes. Mm-hmm. And it makes me think back when you were talking with Brian Dishman from the Arturo Brewery, where he called a Hefeweizen a lager. A lager. And he did that because... He's German-trained. and It's cold-conditioned. It's lagered. Any beer that's cellared cold-conditioned is a lager compared to, you know, at least that's how those Germans were looking at it. Right. And so a Kolsch, an Altbier, a uh, Hefeweizen could all be considered lagers in that same, in that vein. Now, a steam beer uses lager yeast, but it's fermented warm, not cold conditioned, so they probably wouldn't call that a lager. I don't necessarily, you know, they might not, it might not be lager versus ale when you're a traditional German. It might be lager versus beer or something like that. Right. So it's not like they're going to call steam beer an ale. I'm kind of curious what a German would call a steam beer, a California common beer. If anyone knows a German.
1: Is that a purely American style? Do they make steam anywhere else?
0: It was originated in the San Francisco area, Gold Rush era, um, because there wasn't lagering caves there or anything like that. So they started making this beer warm, you know, fermenting it warm. It's probably other places now, but yeah, I mean, it was invented in the 1850s or so in California.
1: Because i got to say, frankly, I'm not a huge fan of the steam style. I mean, I like a really cold, crisp lager, and I like, you know, a dark, fruity ale.
0: Yeah. I was told that, you know, it's really hard for us to get a fresh anchor steam here in Pennsylvania. And when I was out in San Francisco, I didn't get around to trying an anchor steam, even though it was like five miles away. Right. So, next time I'm out there, I'm going to have to make sure I try an anchor steam, see what it tastes like nice and fresh.
1: But, like like... I want to say, you know, joining the conversation, there's conversations conversation about uh, veganism, there's conversations...
0: <laughs> Greg being a reactionary tool. Right, that's, that's one of the subjects.
1: Um, uh, there's there's conversations about what beer you're drinking right now, there's interesting stuff about there, there's some good news stuff going that's, on. That's
0: like, a, that, what beer you're drinking right now is one of those threads that uh, get erased off a of Beer Advocate, that's because it's kind of pointless discussion, uh-huh. so I thought it was kind of funny, that was one of the first threads on our forum, was <laughs> something that's like... Verboten at, uh, yeah. at Beer Advocate.
1: <laughs> Rev Mikhail posted that he was, he was listening along with us when we were doing our, um, Oh, this was cool. Yeah.
0: The, the Bureau Patriot, Patriot collection. Yeah.
1: And he said, uh, "And so he, here's what, here's his thoughts. And we thought it was interesting just because, Hey, I mean, that's a cool idea. He didn't think the ginger hit as strong when he was eating sushi, but it's absolutely not missing. Uh, the wheat started too cold but he found a smoke flavor as he let it warm. Licorice in the porter was pretty strong. It was a very tasty root beer. And <laughs> those are pretty good observations.
0: Yeah. Um uh, Tom sent me an email. He was looking for he just got this Brewer Patriot four pack out in Seattle and he was looking for the old show so he could do the same thing, so that's kinda cool. Other people are drinking along with the show.
1: It's a it's a good way to do it because other shows we have a whole bunch of disparate beers and this one mm-hmm. you can just get a four pack and boom there you go. Right. His rankings were the ginger honey was number one, number two was root beer, number three was the porter, and number four was the dark wheat.
0: Jamie wrote in. He did his job like we asked him to last week, and he right away posted his oyster stout recipe yeah. on the website. So if you were curious about that, you can go on to the show notes for last week's show and read his oyster stout recipe and some comments that he had.
1: It was so good. that maybe something we got to try at some point, <laughs> although he only made two gallons of it. Right. Uh, as opposed to five gallons would be a normal batch.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, Rob wrote in. He wanted to know about the Stone Mill Organic Pale Ale from Anheuser-Busch. wanted <laughs> to know if we had it. He uh, had seen it. He wants to think about trying it, and he just wondered if we had any opinions. We tried it out in Idaho. Yeah, in Idaho.
1: No, it sucked.
0: Yeah. it, it was. Fine. I mean, it, it was another
1: one of those uh, pale organic, those organic beers that I didn't like before we got... Um,
0: well, no, it's also a, a, one of the, the cadre of boring beers that they make yeah. under doing the business as labels. Uh yeah, that the wild hop there's nothing wild or hoppy about that beer. So, but I will stand by some of the other, you know, the Bavarian wheat. We'll still stand by that yeah. one.
1: But no, the the stone mill organic pale ale, ignore it. it it's not, not. I
0: told worth him it. buy one, give it a try if you must. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get a six pack. I
1: say ignore it completely. It's not worth your time.
0: Well, he he wants he's uh you know into drinking organic beers, so he just wants to see what's out there. It's so still not worth his. <laughs> it depends, you know, if you can't get the Eel River, which is hands down some of the best organics we've had. I would
1: still say, you know, go with um, Otter Creek.
0: No, it, Wolvers is the...
1: Wolvers, I mean, even though I don't like Woolovers, I mean, I'd rather get Wolvers instead of the, yeah. the Budweiser cheap attempt at
0: it. Yeah, none of them really distribute that wide. I mean, Anheuser-Busch is going to be able, the only place that does it organic nationwide. So
1: That's true. I mean, if that's the only organic beer you get, then I guess you know, the, you take what you can get.
0: Had a, a, think but was, try think tried Bavarian
1: wheat because you really enjoy that.
0: I think we had a. Speaking of Bavarian wheats, we had a relatively new listener. Po- right, sent us an email and post on the message boards about uh, Paul or Hefeweizen He was uh, listening to episode forty-two and haven't heard anything about it. I think we were doing heifers in that show. Maybe I, don't, I think so. Could it be? I mean, that was, <laughs> it
1: was a while ago.
0: Yeah, was, I, I, was forty-two I, the one with Dave in it? No,
1: I think it might have been. We oh, did okay. on. We Dave was on the Hefe show. Okay.
0: So. Uh, I I like polliner A lot of people saying it doesn't stand up to Francis Conner, Snyder Weiss. I think Poliner's decent, not, well, not I as love good as Franz. Francis Conner. Yeah, Francis Conner is one of the best. Yeah, and um, you need to retry my saison. It got these bananas in it now.
1: Well, I tried it. Uh, oh, did you try yeah.
0: it? Okay, what did you think? It's good. Yeah, the bananas. It came on really strong. And um, I still don't think it's too strong. I think it's an interesting way to, you know, the beer comes across. Almost like banana bread.
1: If you listen to the pre show, you'll know about how much Jeff loves bananas.
0: Ring, 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 ring. No, I'm talking about something else. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Greg.
1: <laughs> By the uh,
0: way, Greg got banana phone stuck in his head yesterday. Yes,
1: he did. Yes. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for that so much. Now, I wanted to bring up this news article. Um, as we're drinking this sour beer that we really can't talk much about which is the sanctification from Russian River we
0: can go back to it for a few seconds I mean it's
1: like what is there to say it's a sour beer it's it's, it's drinkable if you enjoy sour beers if you don't enjoy sour beers you're not going to like it there's not a lot of extra flavors going on here but we're just really enjoying it as we're doing as we're reading all this stuff
0: yeah it's take your time with this thing get it in the snifter let it air out notice a change and just chat about craft beer radio. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, which news story are you going with? The, the very first one here, which is that uh, Bell's is dropping out of the Illinois market because of a dispute among the distributors. Uh, there's an ancient, like, a, a really weird law that holds beers, uh, holds beer companies at the mercy of their distributors like they're married to them. Okay. If they want to break from them. Then it, it's it, it's a whole long protracted process. So for at least the year, in if you're in Illinois, if you're in Chicago, you're not going to see bells.
0: Groucho and Chud from the Beer Report. No more bells,
1: guys. I'm really sorry, uh, but you're screwed until next year.
0: Speaking of bells, the um, Hell hath no fury is in town right now, and so is Hop Slam.
1: Uh, yeah, I saw so Hop Slam. Okay. I had to pick that up. I'm still waiting for Anderson Valley's uh winter solstice it's, to come in. It's in. I uh I have mean, not not at my place. Okay. I got some black chocolate stout.
0: You can you can oh yeah? Good this year? Oh my god. <laughs> okay. You and can ask, some,
1: I got some with me when we may have the post show. Okay. I, I did want to k- see keep a couple in your cellar here so we can
0: share it. because yeah, I got a few other previous years as well. Um you can ask your beer place, they'll call Vicini, get it in. They got it in a big stack. Oh, I stack. asked about it. They said oh. they're coming. Okay, they got a big stack of it. It's been in for um, Tony was telling me at the open house that he already had it in the warehouse, yeah. so it's been at least two or three weeks.
1: He said, "Yeah, the, the guy said he's getting it, so mm-hmm. I'm not you know not worried or anything." It's
0: Yum! Just,
1: it'll be there.
0: Yeah, so I want to try the Hell hath no fury. I think it's a double Belgian double, if I remember mm-hmm. right, and then the hops lamb. I just just want to post on our comments board just recently that. Really wasn't as slamming as you hoped the name like that would be.
1: It's hard because you go into a place like that, and in Pennsylvania, we have to get cases, and you want to get something that you know you're going to enjoy. So, but you end up going with ones you already have had because you, you know it's nice that we've had this show so we can try some and know what we like right. and, and get a better idea. But like, there, there's some new stuff that comes out, and I don't know if I want to get a whole case of it or not.
0: Right. Luckily, the best beer store close to me is a bottle shop, so I can just get one. Woo-hoo.
1: Like, I got a Holy Moses once. Oh, yeah. And uh, I tried one, and I thought it was terrible. I thought it was disgusting. And then I tried another one without decanting it carefully, not uh-huh. to put the yeast okay. in there, and it was great.
0: Okay, yeah. Holy Moses is a nice whip beer. That's from Great Lake Brewing Company. I like it. Do not put the yeast in there,
1: okay. <laughs> decant okay. carefully.
0: Big, you put the whole article here from uh, Bell's. Anything else worth saying? No, not really.
1: No? I mean, okay. you know, I just I put the whole article because I didn't have much time.
0: Right, <laughs>
1: okay. running out of there. There's another article here about uh, uh, birds and beers. What oh. Thanksgiving and beer?
0: You know, this Thanksgiving is my first Thanksgiving as a homeowner, right? So I'm cooking dinner for the immediate family. Oh, really? So I went on and got some good recipes. I went on Food Network, found you know some good.
1: Number one must brine your turkey.
0: I am. Okay. I'm doing a brine turkey. You have I heard that it's amazing.
1: Yes, it, it's a must. It it abs- I mean, it it changes the way you look at turkey. You, you must brine your turkey. Okay. Must do
0: it. Yeah, I'm gonna brine the turkey. I got this recipe for um some cornbread stuffing and, and don't stuff it. I'm not gonna stuff the turkey. I'm gonna okay. make cornbread stuffing. And uh yeah, I'm so excited and I'm starting to like think about what beers I'm gonna pair with dinner okay. as well.
1: Yeah, I I did a brine turkey last year at uh, Thanksgiving in um I'm, it's amazing. I mean, it's it's juicy. It's got lots of flavor in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, turkey's a pretty flavorless burger when it all comes down to it. It has a lot of meat. Right. But when you brine it, I used Alton Brown's brine. and That's uh i going to be using. is really good.
0: Which one? The one where he brines it in the cooler overnight or the one for just like six hours in the morning?
1: The one where it's six hours in the morning.
0: Okay. Because so he has another recipe. It's for a smoked turkey. He brines it in hot water in a cooler overnight. Right. And then he smokes it over, uh, you know, a smoker or something.
1: Well, no, I just did the one where uh, it was uh, ginger, it was crystallized ginger and uh, star anise and uh, pepper, I think, and sugar okay. and salt. All right. Uh, and, oh, yeah. That's what you making. Okay, mil. very cool. What I did do, and you may want to do this, is in, he also recommends putting, I think it was uh, apples and cinnamon and stuff like that in the cavity. Right. I went, instead of that, I figured that would be a little bit too, I don't know, Christmassy. Okay. So I went with um, onions and lemons and, you know, green onions and leeks and stuff like that to okay. get a little bit of a different right. flavor going through.
0: Yeah, I could see how the apples and the cinnamon might be a little too Christmassy. spicy. yeah. <laughs> Slicy, yeah?
1: <laughs> anyway, in terms of Thanksgiving beers, uh, where was this? Because I was looking at this like, oh, that's an interesting idea. Uh, they recommend a Belgian style beer or a brown ale or a beer de garde, the French farmhouse style. And it says switching uh, beers between dishes also works well. Cream style ales or pale ales can cut to the fat and skin of gravy, the turkey, while sweet Daba Box can go with salty ham and mashed potatoes, which is a good recommendation there. So, you know, bring beer to your Thanksgiving instead of
0: wine. Some interesting information, I think it's interesting, about the, the Brettomyces used in sanctification. It's a little narrative that uh, Vinny put on his website. Who's afraid of the big bad Brett? Well, I'll tell you who winemakers. Because of our close proximity to several hundred wineries, we often get winemakers visiting our brewery. After all, it takes a lot of great beer to, it takes a lot of great beer to make wine. Because we use 100% Bretomyces yeast to ferment sanctification, most winemakers will only smell the glass, and only a very few will. Venture to taste the beer. They think the bread of Myaces will attach to their clothing and end up in the winery. <laughs> a simple solution was offered. Keep the smudge pot burning outside the door of our brewery so they can burn their clothes when they leave.
1: That was not enough.
0: <laughs> but that was not, Even that's not enough. After giving it more thought, we concluded that winemakers think bread of Myaces might scar their taste buds and possibly even permeate their skin. Either way, Sanctification is one of the most unique beers you will ever taste. For a minute, 100% Brett... Rather than traditional Saccharomyces
1: Oh dude, It's definitely Got interesting stuff Going for it If you can get a hand, Your hand on it And I mean I don't know I haven't seen it
0: I talked about this When I got back From San Francisco But I went up to Santa Rosa To go to Russian With Rick Sellers And uh, we went in there And we talked He knew the one Bartender So we are talking And um they didn't have anything sour on tap and he Vinny's known for his wild beers. So we asked have anything you can break out for us. And they're like, well we don't know Vinny has his private reserve, but let's get he was at a beer fest, you know, about an hour away or something. So they gave him a call and yeah, they broke out a bottle of redemption for us. And um uh, and then after that Vinnie came into the brew house to talk to me and Rick <laughs> he from came home from the beer fest and stopped in, gave us a tour of the brewery, you know you know, it was it was very cool. So I wanna thank Vinny and Re- and Russian River, he he treated me like we were you know rock stars and you know we were fully willing to you know pay for every ounce of beer we got and you know we we're just happy that he let us have one of his yeah. private reserve and he was he was so gracious so
1: got an excellent beer here Vinny. really uh, really a, a good one that was the sanctification from Russian River
0: oh, yeah that is that's awesome. <laughs>
1: Our final beer of the night is from New Belgium. La Folie. La Folie. La... La La Folie. La Folie. F-O-L-I-E. 6% alcohol volume. New Belgium is in Fort Collins, Colorado. They make approximately 300,000 barrels a year. It's
0: probably one of the most famous American wild ales. It is Cajun corked.
1: 750 milliliters. Rate beers availability list gives in Arkansas, California, Colorado, Michigan, Missouri, or Missouri, Washington, and Wyoming.
0: Yeah, this, just so everyone knows, every time Greg reads off the availability, it was the information that I got from the RateBeer.com website. Like if you go to different beers or brewery, you're gonna get different states. So I just kind of try to, to ballpark it and.
1: This is interesting because it has more of a malty aroma to it, and cherry. Mm. Listen to that.
0: This one doesn't smell as tart as the other two. This one smells more sweet. Well, give another smell. There's a little bit of tartness there, but I mean, it's the least tart aroma-wise. It's edible. the
1: darkest, also. I mean, it's a dark red.
0: Um, we pretty clear.
1: Very clear, yeah, for what it is.
0: I'm getting a lot of cherry or, or raspberry or something like that in the aroma. Something along those maybe, lines. Maybe maybe a currant. Not as intimate with the smell of currant. Oh, whoa Oh, cool. Oh, man There's no fruit in this beer, is there? Um
1: That's probably the most sour of them all uh, And probably
0: because the sour lingers and really goes on Mm-hmm it Tastes like tart cherries Really strong Like lots of
1: Wow a lot of, a lot of, even like um, other flavors too, like orange and and uh, um, mango and and like passion fruit and like uh, 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 what's what's the pomegranate and other, other <laughs> a lot of a lot of flavors, kind of a lot of fruit flavor.
0: This was bottle number fifty nine from either Euro Ooh. six or Lotto six great uh corollary to go with this after you're done listening to this, go find the um show from Basic Brewing Radio, where James interviewed Peter Buchart from New Belgium, the Brewer for this place. They talk a lot about lawfully. It's a great interview mm. wow, yeah wow I'm, i I was before I drank this, I was wondering, you know like, man, that sanctification was good. I hope the lawfully doesn't let me down this it didn't. This to me,
1: I mean, we just said it. This is a wow beer. Oh yeah, yeah. This is um...
0: this is uh... oh. Know what this tastes like? You know why I think I taste, um, you know, fruit like raspberries or something in it. It's very, very reminiscent to the um, the raspberry tart that I had from New Glarus, mm. which was more raspberry than this. But the way it stings your mouth and all that is like the same. Oh man, it's just it's messing with my saliva glands. It's like making them like squirt out all over. I mean, like I was talking to you and the aftertaste there and it's stinging the top of my mouth and then I feel under my tongue just like them working overtime just making
1: saliva. Wow. It's, it's just got it's so much fruit flavor to it. And it just carries
0: Man. I am very impressed with this beer. This is one of the best beers I've
1: ever had. This is... Wow. This is a complex, challenging beer. This is not a beer for neophytes, but it is something to behold.
0: (laughs) This beer was sent in by... My new favorite listener, Jacob. (laughs) Thank you, Jacob. So much.
1: You know how to pick (laughs) him.
0: Well, we were basically begging for this beer back then.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) Now, New Belgium also makes what we tried in the pre show, right? Yes. Yes, make Fat Tire. Neither of which has really hit us. You know, up yeah. the head with like, oh my God, great. Mm-hmm. Then here comes this beer, and it's like, spectacular.
0: Yeah. Wow. It is. The tart is just so. It's deep. It like really goes into your tissue in your mouth, yeah. like it goes into your cheeks and just lingers
1: forever. It should be said, I mean, this isn't beer you want to share with a bunch of people because you're not going to be drinking a bunch of these.
0: No.
1: <laughs> I mean, I've basically got, It's a sipper. Uh, it's, in a way, it's, it's hard to drink. I mean, it's harsh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it's got so much to it. Um, and, you some people will say, well, hey, you don't like stone. That has so much to it. But this is like, this is a different kind of so much to it. This is, I mean, I just don't like stickiness. I love sourness and I love how this just it punches through In so many different ways. And it's got all that fruit flavor, too. I mean, like we said, the the sanctification was sour. But that was all that was there. And this Mm. is sour plus.
0: Lots of fruit flavors. Yeah. It's almost a... I don't want to say syrupy or sweet and sticky, but there's like a strange body to it that pushes through. and It's a nice undercurrent. Almost a... Almost chocolate-like or something. So just a maltiness to Yeah, just this full-bodied thing, like like a chocolate would be.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I hate to say it, but it's almost reminding me of like grape jelly or something. <laughs> it's really weird. Oh, man, <laughs> awesome. Got any other content to go over here? Yeah, we got a couple more emails.
1: That's really important. If you don't want to do any of these, it's okay. I can
0: do a couple more we
1: some time. Drew um, says that was really difficult, what beer I, that we had. I would have thought it would have been even more difficult if it was just, I'm an IPA. But then again, all Every the answers answer would, would be have right. been right. Yeah, all the answers would have been right. Uh <laughs> Uh, wondered He wondered if, if we could start putting the clues to, to what beer am I up on the website. What do you think, Jeff?
0: I'm tormented with this one. Because before when I was doing that, I had people who hadn't even listened to the show answering the question. Hmm. didn't really like that. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I, I do kind of like the idea of putting it earlier in the show. Doing it up front. Um, but I, I don't think I want to put the clues on the website. I don't know. I don't want to be mean, but... I, I want to keep the game For people who are like Invested with the show You know that, You know have really I don't know It's just the people that Oh I haven't listened to the show yet But here's the answer that that's,
1: a, that's a fair reason
0: Rubs me the wrong way So Dave wrote in And didn't answer the question That I had <laughs> <laughs> He didn't uh, I wanted to know about What it was like to, to You know If you're a bartender If you ever pushed a beer uh, yeah And he didn't really answer the question
1: guess that's it. That's it, yeah.
0: There's some narrative about La folie here.
1: Yeah, but it's off marketing speak. La folie is French for the folly. When they looked up the definitions of folly, they had to laugh. So they say that one of them was an excessively costly or unprofitable undertaking.
0: <laughs> they bottle around 3,000 bottles a year. Um, let's see, they were looking for... Intentionally sour effect, not as intense as the famous Rodenbach. Uh, I think this is <laughs> sorry, but pretty guys. intense. The finished beer called Luffly has a dark pinkish amber color, stained bread toffee-like start with apple, sour apple, and the flavor gets some sour apple. You see that? Uh, passion fruit notes. I did say passion fruit, didn't I? Yes, you did. Label suggests that the beer. Be left to breathe for 10 minutes during that period, firmness and acidity seemed to come to the fore. Quite sour finish, with a finished but a beautifully balanced beer. And that's what Michael Jackson has to say about it.
1: <laughs>
0: you always do that. <laughs> I think that's an old tired joke, but hey, whatever.
1: Yeah, but you know, old tired jokes and sometimes still be funny. Well, all right, let's rank them. <laughs> Okay
0: One, two, three Yeah, La is the best Sanctification's the second best La Roja was Roja was a very worthy beer The most oak-flavored of these beers But for puckerheads like Greg and I <laughs> It just wasn't there But, uh, but we're not going to let any of these bottles uh, We're not going to leave the studio With any of these bottles being undry Well, we may leave the studio But only right next door Right Right, gotta go watch The Office <clears throat> but, but that's it for Craft Beer Radio Thank you for listening means, I don't know if we're
1: going to do a show next week
0: Okay, means the world for us We are not, might not do a show next week And then, but yeah, the next week will be Thanksgiving And then The week after is when I'm going to be in Boston
1: We may be able to do a show in the beginning of the week or something Yeah, we
0: or can thing. try to yeah. mix around Maybe even do a Saturday show I was thinking we could do a Saturday show Where like, we um uh, do like eight hours of craft beer radio? <laughs> <laughs> Break it up into a couple shows,
1: and just get those out, out of the way so it doesn't
0: wait just, for just, a month. Just go through and just tear up the cellar, and tear ourselves up while we're at it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I I've, I've let, next week is going to be really busy right. for me. I'm not the talking entire about. Week.
0: I'm not talking about you know anytime soon, but down the road, it's possible. CVR marathon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what's a download 8 hour show
0: <laughs> that's why we just break it up into small bite sized segments right alright right, so send us an email beer at craftbeerradio.com and if you ever see a bottle of La on the shelf buy it and you're not going to buy it for yourself buy it for me
1: <laughs> don't forget about me either
0: That's all for Craft Beer Radio. You can send us feedback to beer at craftbeerradio.com and feel free to send us an audio comment in MP3. The opening and closing music was Out of Towners from the band St. Dragon and was found on the Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Check out craftbeerradio.com for more information.